Hello? What up, though? Yo. I was like, hold up. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Hello? Alright, alright. What's good? What's good? What's good? Yo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. The first episode of the fall season of the Sky Wait, me? Oh. Uh-oh. Hey. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you know, you know, I gotta have my my co-pilot, my 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 junior. You know, I gotta have my co-pilot with me. I see, I see. It's chills and chat. So, man, man, we finally yeah. back. Yeah, we finally back, man. You know, it took it took a while, but you know, we're here. We here. I mean, we had to get that summer break in. That was but, hey, you know why? Why? Hey, let's let's not waste any time, brother. You know, you know this first episode we gonna review what happened in the summer and get to what happened in the fall. Yeah, we uh, I actually I actually wanna uh, I actually want to bring up uh, this summer was the summer for women. That's right. This was the women's summer. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, you got Serena. Just being Serena. Dominic Serena Rose. did her thing, man. Serena was then doing her thing this have, summer, man. She was doing her thing. Also, you also, you you had Becky Hammond of the San Antonio Spurs. She actually coached the Spurs team to the summer in, to the summer league championship. That was amazing. I know. I mean, she was the first female head coach to do that. That that's I mean, amazing. amazing. But you also can't forget. You also can't forget about what our. United States women's national soccer team did at that's the World Cup. That's why I was about to go next. That's why I was about to go next. Yes, sir. I watched that World Cup final, and that was like, man, like I've never seen a team just get just get dominated the way they did, like the way that the uh, the USA dominated the, uh, in the finals, dude. Like that was just. It was just total annihilation. Like that, that team that came, they came in there. Japan, I believe it was, came in there, and they basically were like a deer in headlights. It was like they blinked, the next thing you know, they were behind, and they never, they could never recover. And I think that was the catalyst for what you know has been a revolution of women's sports and women in sports uh, throughout the summer and going forward. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, what they did this summer, like, I don't, I wonder how many people actually saw that coming. I mean, they laid the smackdown on Japan, like, like it was nothing. They played them like they was a exactly. boys and girls club soccer team. Man, they played them like they were a cup. They were a bunch of no name jobbers, dude. Like it was crazy. Man, it was horrible. Well, it was horrible for them. It was great for the United States, but yeah, I, oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, it was very—I mean, it was very patriotic. <laughs> it really was. I mean, it really, really was a very patriotic victory for the United States and for the um, and for the national team to go that to go and just win the win the World Cup, and it was just—it was an amazing. It was a great, you know. A great news story in in for the right. summertime amid a lot of you know amid a lot of a lot of stuff that went on that wasn't so newsworthy. Oh, 
and we can't forget when we when we talk about women in wrestling, we can't forget Ronda Rousey's thirty four second ass whooping uh Bethea Correa down in her home country oh, in yeah. Brazil in the UFC event. You can't forget about that. Yeah, we can't. We sure can't. And since we really on the subject, I mean because we you, you took it to Wanda, I'm gonna take it to I'm actually gonna take it to Pro Wrestling. The NXT women making the raw roster. Making the main that WWE awesome. roster. Yeah, I mean it was yep, something that, that was that. needed. It was something I that was really needed. It's about I mean, time. Yeah, because I mean Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. That divi- that division was very non existent. I mean a Divas match is smoke is pretty much a smoke break. <laughs> Either a smoke break or a piss break, one of the two. Hell, it was like well, you know, they weren't even long enough for either or to be honest with you. Nah, because nope. the, the thing about it is the Divas match didn't last long enough to even go and take a shit or a piss or a smoke because they were done so quick. But now that you have women like former NXT Women's Champion Sasha Banks, who's fine as hell, by the way. I just want to just point, point that out. Uh, Becky lie. Lynch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, who's the Rick daughter Flair. of two-time Hall of Famer Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I mean, you bring them into the fold. Along with, you know, Tamina, Naomi, Alicia Fox, who could actually wrestle, and then the Bellas, who, yeah, uh, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're finally getting situations where Divas matches are going a lot longer, and they're actually entertaining to watch. And then here's another thing. NXT had a double main event, and one of their two main event matches was the NXT Women's Championship match, which, by the way, I don't care what anybody does at this point in time, that has to be at the top of the list for match of the year. Sasha Banks and Bailey put it down and told a great story. That match was incredible, and if you didn't see it, go on the WWE Network and find NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and watch that match. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. That was an awesome, awesome match. I was glad to watch it live. I will go find it again and watch it. That match was amazing. Man, that it was. I mean, I mean, then the moment after I will the say match this. was over. The mo- I mean, the moment yep. after that match was over, you had the horse horse women in the ring together celebrating. Yep. Yep. Yep, you can't beat that. That was awesome. I'll say this. I'll say this. That one match, that women's title match on NXT, shits on pretty much half the matches that were on the SummerSlam card, to be honest with you. Yeah, it really did. If we're going to be frank about it, if we're going to be frank about it, I mean, mean, it really did. It It basically shits on most of the matches that WDE's put on for the last couple months. It really has. I mean, no. I mean, it's like you can't really. It's like all you can say is it did. Like you can't really find anything else to really say. Because I mean, the NXT show was. I mean, it was pure fire. I mean, it's what. <laughs> yeah, man. Pay per view should look like. That's what a pay per view should look like. Exactly. Exactly, you know, pure wrestling and telling a story in the ring and, you know, really having the energy of the crowd and everything like that. I mean, Brooklyn, I will say this, Brooklyn is, a, is a, you know, New York in general is, you know, a city, a uh, state, especially, you know, the boroughs like MSG or Brooklyn or Long Island uh-huh. where the crowds are going to be on fire regardless of what's going on. And exactly. that's what you had. That's what you had with you know their stop in Brooklyn, not only for NXT Takeover that Saturday night, but SummerSlam, which actually was pretty good. Uh, it was actually pretty good, Ooh. and then the Raw after that. You know, what I'm saying so. All in all, I mean, I really think that 
you know, the WWE is finally starting to figure it out and is starting to put on some, you know, put on some better shows and things of that nature. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not going to completely sit here and say that they've, you know, finally turned the corner and they're back to making good matches again, but I mean, good shows again. But uh-huh. they're starting to get, they're starting to get on that that road. They're getting close. I mean, I give them, I give them that credit. I give them that much. They're giving us. They're trying to go back to what they used to give us. I mean, only to get out of the CG era, it'll be so much. It'll be so much better. I mean, they're slowly trying to get out of it. I mean, I can see it. But right now, yeah. Yep. I mean, I see they're trying to make a change for the better. Oh, man. There's something else else that happened in the summertime that's very newsworthy. Uh, You know, uh, it, it involves a certain quarterback and, you know, Doing things that he's not supposed to be doing and, sh- and crap like that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Break it down for me. Well, what I'm talking about is, well, what I'm talking about is the Flake Gate and Tom Brady oh, yeah. getting hit with a four-game suspension for his involvement in the Flake Gate. Well, mostly him denying involvement even though there was evidence to the contrary and right. then appealing the four game suspension and it was mostly denied for the most part. So that was one of the big stories that um you know that Tom Brady is gonna sit the first four games of the upcoming regular season because of the Flake Gate. You know, the Patriots are defending Super Bowl champions and they're gonna they're gonna start their tight their defense of their Super Bowl title without their potential Hall of Fame quarterback for the first month of the season. I mean, honestly, so, you know, what do you think about teams, that? That sounds honestly for most teams that sounds rough. However, the this is the New England Patriots. This is Belichick. He always has a game plan. When when Tom Brady went down a few years ago, Matt Tessel came out of nowhere and was able to lead the Patriots to an 11-5 and record. They didn't make the playoffs that year, but he was still able to take over. I mean, that's a, that's a well – I mean, that's a system. I mean, that's a great system. No matter how you look at it, that is a great system. I mean, it's a winning system. The whole deflate gate thing, though, honestly, I don't know. Like, I mean, would it? I mean, it still wouldn't have changed the outcome of that game. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, because yeah. I mean, you think about it, they still couldn't stop with Jared Blunt to save their lives. I mean, they couldn't slow down. I mean, Colts defense couldn't do nothing against the run. He did nothing against the run. I, I will I will say this. I, I will say this. Like, you know, the the flake gate happened, you know, against, you know, the Ravens and everything like that. It happened in the Ravens game. So, you know, the question is going to always be asked, could the Patriots have beaten the Ravens without that happening? And, I mean, at this point, we'll never know because it's already happened. We can't go back in time. We can't change anything. It just, you know, it happened. But the problem is that the Patriots, with all their Super Bowl wins that they've had over the last decade or decade plus, this new one, this latest one, is definitely going to have an asterisk next to it because of the fact that people are going to question whether they could have been able to even beat the Ravens to get to that point with or without what happened with the, you know, deflating of the of the footballs for Tom Brady and everything like that. So, you know, this is one of those situations where you're going to look at the Super Bowl and be like, uh, what? Um, I don't know. I still don't think it's changing anything. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is.
man. I don't know. Oh, hey, Sharp, have you have you uh played Madden yet? Man, I haven't played Madden since two thousand since Madden two thousand and twelve. Man, I'm so behind on Madden. It's ridiculous. Um, but um, I have seen I have seen um some trailers of gameplay, and the gameplay looks absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm gonna tell you like this. My first Madden game was like Madden '93 or some shit like that. Well, it was either no, it was Madden '64, where it you know they didn't even have the official licenses for it, so they just had generic uniforms and numbers and no names and shit like that. But that was my first Madden game before I upgraded to the actual licenses. For I upgraded when they came out with the license one, and I played up till I think 2012. And then I stopped playing. But 16 looks awesome. Yeah, I'm playing it now. Oh, really? I'm trying to Yeah, because I I, this is the first time I've played it. I played Madden in almost a year. So it was wow. like I got bored with 15 quick. Right. So it was like I'm trying well, to, like, I'm trying to get back in that. I'm trying to get back into my uh, rare form. Yeah, right now, like I'm, 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 I'm kind. It's like I'm doing okay, but I'm kind of struggling. That first game was kind of tough, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I'm missing wide open targets and some more. Uh, it, it's yeah. fun. It's funny that you're saying you're playing Madden because I'm over here playing uh, World Golf Tour, which I've just become so addicted to um, after getting back on it like about a, almost a month ago. Like a golf fan, this is like the most fun game you could play. This golf game is so much fun to play. I mean, it's very, it's it's very finicky, especially when you first start uh, out. Because when you're in the hack tier, you have very basic club, basic ball. You know, you don't have a lot of distance, and if you mess around and get into a game with somebody of a higher tier, you might you will definitely get exposed because you'll end up in at a course with high winds and really fast greens, and you have very substandard equipment, and it's like, okay, yeah, I think I made a mistake here. But, you know, the more you play and the more you um, the more you play and, you know, when you put down money for, like, credits and stuff like that, you could definitely improve your equipment and improve your game. Like, right now I'm on the um, – the tour port, the tour pro tier. Try saying that three times fast. And you know, right now I use, um, yeah, I use a, um, I use a tailor made driver, uh, tailor made fairy wooden uh, hybrid, Nike irons, uh, wedges that spin the ball like like PJ Tour Pro spin it. And uh, Odyssey putter, and I mean, my game has gotten so much better. Like, I, my scoring average is like 68. If I can drop it below 67, I can actually move up to the next t- tier, which is Master. But then with Master, I end up playing uh, back on the harder tees and faster greens and higher winds. So, you know, I'm not in too much of a rush, but like I said, I just got addicted to this game, and it's just so much fun. And it's, you know, especially when I don't get to play golf as often as I like, you know, uh-huh. this is like the next best thing. It's been, you know, the next best thing is just, you know, playing on here and things of that nature. So if anybody out there that's listening, you know, if y'all want y'all want to get on the WGT and get that that golf work from the champ, you know, just get on there and search DC DC people's champ. You know, I you can get this work. I'm just saying. Um, let's let's see if we get somebody that's gonna want that work. Yeah, they, they, let's, let's see who's gonna who, who's gonna get that work. But speaking of but, uh, speaking of getting that work though. Man, speaking of getting that work, man, how about how about the 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 quarterback situation here in the nation's capital? Oh man, I, I knew this was coming. Oh, I only where do I want to begin? You should have known. Um, all right, now I, I, I mean I know. <clears throat> where do I want to begin with this? Like, 
Okay. Um, for for early, early since the beginning, I don't care what nobody say. Jay Gruden has he has put RG in a position to fail. For all the RG haters, let's be realistic. Out of all three quarterbacks, he's the only one that's getting play calls that's where to the point where he he is staying in the pocket. He ain't getting no rollouts. He ain't getting no screens. He's not getting no play actions. I even want to have a quarterback that's actually is strong in play action. How you want to retain him in the pocket the entire time he's out there? You have an offensive line that, quote, unquote, that, that doesn't like him, which is pretty much my choke artist of the week. But I'm going to actually finish this off. RG was set up for failure. Jay Gruden is a dirty bastard. He wanted Kirk Cousins in, and he pretty much did everything in his. He did everything in his power to put RG in the position that he is in. Now that R, now that Kirk Cousins is starting, if Kirk Cousins does not do well by week six, Jay Gruden will be fired. I say this because. Pretty much one. For those who don't know, Jay Gruden was hired by Dan Snyder not to win games, but to help develop RG into a pocket passer. That's what got Jay Gruden hired. He was brought in to help RG become a pocket passer. He sold Dan Snyder on the dreams of him being able to work with RG. He hyped up Dan. He did all this to convince Dan Snyder that he was the guy for the job, that he could transform Robert Griffith III into a pocket passing QB. Not even a full, not even one year, not even half a season, He's already throwing RG under the bus. He's already talking about how he gave up this, that, and the other, how all this other bullshit bull that he did all last season. Now going into year two, you quote, he quote unquote named RG the starter. I mean, honestly, I I knew something was up when he named RG the starter that soon before the season even begun. But it's okay, though. John Gruden, Jay Gruden, never wanted RG to succeed. It's evident. His actions, his play calling, all the above is evidence of that. I don't care who, who try to defend it, who try to deny it. At the end of the day, it is what it is. But uh, back to what I was saying. If Kirk Cousins doesn't succeed, him and Gruden will be gone. I think... I think that the listeners out there should know that this situation, this issue, this new story is going to be is the perfect the perfect issue to t- to use for the first champs rant of the season. So lend me your ears to the uh, Skybox fans as I begin to rant about this situation. <clears throat> The situation is fucked up. And this is why it's fucked up. Because we're coming off yet another disappointing season where we were last place in our division and one of the worst teams in the league. 
And instead of talking about getting better, talking about our draft pick, our our draft picks and how they're doing in camp and all this other crap, we're talking about our quarterback situation, which uh, which was like you mentioned, was supposed to have been already settled before they even came in for OTAs. Jay Gruden yeah. said, "Oh, RG3 is our starter. He's the guy. He's the guy." And then all of a sudden he flip flops. He 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 does a complete one eighty, and now this is Kurt's team. Now here's the here's the deal that is part of my rant here. I am, and I will always be, a Washington Redskins fan. I'm not a fan of a player. I'm not a fan of a unit. I'm not a fan of a particular position. I am a fan of the team. I am lucky enough, and there are a lot of us out here who were lucky enough to see the Redskins live win their last Super Bowl. And I would love for it to happen again in my lifetime. I would love for my son to be able to witness it just like I was able to witness it. But with all the turmoil, with all the bullshit, with all the crap that's going around, with offensive linemen anonymously saying they don't like RG3 and they're happy Kirk Cousins is starting, why is this crap? Why are you creating this kind of crap? Why? We already have the microscope on us after such a crappy season last year, and instead of just shutting up, getting ready for the season so we can improve on what was a shitty season last year. You have offensive linemen talking to TMZ? TMZ? Really? And saying, you you don't like RG3, that you like Kirk Cousins? You're glad Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback to TMZ? Really? Just shut the fuck up. Play your position and try to get more than three goddamn wins in a season. Stop with all this garbage about how you dislike or like RG3. Who cares? Play your goddamn position, play to win, and leave all that other crap behind. I'm so sick of this crap. I am sick to death of it. And you know what makes it even worse? That the fans want to take sides too. And I'm Sick of that shit too. Don't take sides. The one side, oh RG three got screwed. Other side, Kirk Cousins is the man. So what? If there were another set of quarterbacks that were dealing with this, you probably do the same thing. You're supposed to be cheering on the team, not a player. A team. And right now, not only is our team divided, our fan base is divided. Even the front office is divided, and I'm sick of it. I am so sick of it. It is becoming so much harder being a Redskins fan and coming at the people of other fan of other teams, fan bases, and having them look down on me as though I am nothing because our fan base has a bunch of idiotic people who know shit about football, let alone know, know anything about the Redskins, okay? And then you have the front office on some other shit. The team itself is just out, is on some other shit. The coaches, everything about this team is fucked up right now. How can I show my face in public and say I'm a Redskins fan? How can I show my face in public wearing Redskins gear, a Redskins hat? Redskins jersey or Redskins polo, Redskins anything. How can I show my face in public like that when my team is currently an embarrassment? We're even more of an embarrassment than the goddamn Raiders. It sucks. I just want my team to just play football and shut up. That's it. Play football and shut up. No more interviews with TMZ being anonymous, saying, talking shit about your teammates. Stop it. Play football and shut up. And that is all I have to say about that. That is the first chance for the season. Very well put. That was very well put. Like, you deserve a standing ovation for that. 
I mean, I don't Where, think I could have said that any better. Here, here, here's, here's my issue with this. To the Washington Redskins offensive line, last time I checked, you had a job to do. That job is to protect whoever is under center. Protect your quarterback. It don't matter if you don't like him. But you are a bunch of grown men. You get paid to protect your quarterback. This is your job. This isn't high school. This isn't junior high. You get paid to play. It bothers me when you have a bunch of grown men acting like a bunch of little punks. It kills me that you got these million-dollar million dollar wimps think they're good enough to say that, okay, oh, I don't like him, so I'm not going to play for him. That's not your decision who to play for. You get paid to play the game. This is why you made it to this point, so you can get paid to play. Your job is to play. Nothing that personal should ever interfere with business, interfere with your check. If that's, if that's the case, y'all need to go. I'm, I'm being serious. They need to go. You do not belong in a you do not belong in a professional football league. If you hope if you hope if a personal grudge means more to you than your job. To the Washington Redskins offensive line, I need y'all to roll the hell up. Grow up, grow a set, and do your job. Because honestly, the fact that y'all don't quote unquote want to play, y'all want to act like a bunch of soft punks. Y'all lost all respect for y'all. They need to go to a, a powder puff league and block for whoever's down there. Because right now, y'all completely, y'all don't deserve y'all. Y'all don't deserve to be here. Y'all don't deserve to be in D.C. Y'all don't deserve to be in the NFL. Y'all don't deserve to be in the CFL. Y'all don't deserve to be in an arena football league. Go back to high school. Since you want to act like that, go back to high school. Man, I'm just saying. I mean, I never seen, I never ever in my life seen a group of grown men act like a bunch of pussies. Straight up, like. No, I'm, I mean, I'm right I can't there. explain it. I'm right there with you, man. I am. I'm right there with you. Like, I just don't. It just it it, it escapes me that you know. First off that people are going to talk trash about the quarterback and then do it anonymously. Like, you don't have the, like, you don't have the guts to you don't got the go to your quarterback and say, I don't like you, and then try to work it out. You just decide you're going to go to TMZ anonymously and say, oh, I don't like him. I'm glad Kurt is the, is, is the starting quarterback. Blase, blase, blase. And that's just, that's punk crap. That's punk stuff, man. You know, it's, it's stuff Honestly, that, you know, that punks do. I, 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 I thought about this. I thought about this because um, I mean it's funny. All of a sudden, anonymous offensive linemen want to go to TMZ. First of all, if you want to do all that, why not say your name? I mean, if if you quote unquote bold enough to have a grudge against RG, be bold enough to the world know who you are and why you got a grudge with them. Don't run behind cameras. Don't run behind the media. Don't go anonymous saying that you have a grudge against RG. Be a man about it. Now, here's some that came to mind. It's funny how the report came out, but no names were named. 
of who doesn't like RG. Honestly, I think whoever put in that report, whoever talked to uh, TMZ, I think they was put up to it. I'm dead serious. You think so? Yes. Oh, All that's of, a, I mean, that's, a, the, the that's interesting. The entire that's off interesting season. theory there, sir. The, the entire off season, we had none of this. You ain't had no reports about nobody like an RG. You ain't had no reports of the team being dysfunctional. You had no reports of anything during the off season. It gets the preseason. Now all this want to come out. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's kind of funny how everything just unraveled around the same time. Right. I mean, I am a Washington Redskins fan. But this, I mean, this is sickening. I've never seen a, I've never seen this franchise this low to the point where you got a coach who's a cancer, who's a cancer in the locker room. You got a coach who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You got a coach who's trying to actually seriously injure someone. It's one thing you don't like him, but don't take away his career. Don't take away his possible life. Don't fuck him up for life. Hashtag fact. What Gruden did, what Gruden is doing is fucking dangerous. And it's fucking illegal. You might as well go ahead pay players on the other team to fucking enter RG. Right now, this franchise is at its lowest point. You know, that's what I think. I think that this franchise is at its lowest point, and unless, you know, somebody steps up and and unifies this this franchise and gets rid of all this BS and all this drama, I think that, the cell is going to be the home for the for the Washington Redskins for a lot of years to come, and it's going to make being a fan even tougher and tougher and tougher, to the point that you almost you almost got to put a, a red like a red R on our chest as a scarlet letter. And it, it should be that way, you know. It should not be that way at all. It shouldn't be that way at all. Yeah, you, know, you should be. You I'm should not, be proud. You should be proud. To be a fan of a franchise, and at this point, there's you know there's no pride in being a Redskins fan, and there's definitely no pride. Speak, and, you know, here's my segue. There's definitely no pride in being a Steelers fan. We yeah, Steelers fans threatening to stop cheering on the team and burn their jerseys because they decided to sign Michael Vick to a contract. That was crazy. That was that, I mean that's just a little crazy. But one more thing I want to add, though. I want to. I actually want to give props to Terrence Knighton. Hot roast. Mama. He actually did. He he actually did uh, say something in response to Troy Aikman, who made a comment about the Reds, about the Kardashians aren't as dysfunctional as the Washington Redskins. He pretty much stood up for everything that the team has been since he's been here. He actually spoke up on the chemistry in the locker room. He actually spoke up on the relationships between the players. He actually spoke up on the unity that he has seen since becoming a Washington Redskins during the offseason. And that is that is impressive I mean, from somebody who just came to the team this year. That is that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I definitely got to say thank you to, to Pot Rose for for showing that you know showing that love and showing that yeah this team is. Uh, a united front, but it's, you know, it's hard to, it, but the fact, you know, well, what sucks though is that it's one player saying that, you know, it's not, a, it's, you know, you don't have an, uh, any other players coming out and saying the same thing. You just have one man who just came in saying that and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's still very disappointing to me. I mean, it's disappointing, but at the same time, it starts with one. It really does. Yes, it does. It really does. 
But um, but yeah, definitely big shout out to Pop Rooms for you know being being a voice out there and you know speaking positively about this team when you know there's there's guys in that locker room who are cowardly cowardly and um, talking bad about this team that's paying their salaries and giving them an opportunity to live out their dreams and instead of you know just doing it and and being thankful for it, they want to go in the media and talk trash about players and crap like that and it's just a part you know, a part of me wishes that my I got into into like peewee or flag football as a youngster and then, you know, that way I could be in there playing football. Because me personally, if I had the opportunity that these guys had, trust and believe, I would be the type that I would, sh- you know, I would shut what they call the fuck up and just play. Exactly. You know? I mean, that's what I would do. It's, it's I funny. Would shut it's what funny they how call everybody. The fuck up and play. It's funny how people criticize RG talking about he needs to shut the fuck up. How can you say that one play needs to shut up when it's multiple players coming out pretty much bashing the team, pretty much bashing another player. You got multiple players running their mouths, but yet everybody's focused on RG. Roll the fuck up. Real talk. Exactly. Y'all supposed exactly. to be grown-ass men, professional athletes. You get paid to fucking play. Shut up. And do your fucking job. Exactly, and then, like I said, speaking, uh, you know, I mentioned it just a little while ago, and I, it just, it's worth mentioning it again. You know, everybody, you know, there's this claim that the Steelers fan base is one of the most loyal fan bases um, in football, and that is kind of true because like I, I know a lot of Steelers fans, and they are very, I mean, very gun hold so loyal like, about their team. I, I've been to Pittsburgh twice. I know what it's like out there. I mean, everywhere you go, you can buy a tur- you can buy a terrible towel. You can buy one from grocery stores. You can buy one off the street. I mean, it's black and yellow throughout that entire town. I mean, you don't you don't see that much pirate stuff there. You don't see that much stuff with the penguins. But you go through there, it's straight Steeler Nation. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's real out there. It don't matter what time of the year it is. You will see Zilla's everything. So I know how that fan base is, but it upsets me as a fan of football for fans who actually sign a petition because they signed one player. What Mike Vick did happen in 2009, the man did his time and he, he's moved on with his life. He hasn't been in the media for nothing negative. He's been trying to rejuvenate his career. Let the man live. Please, get off his nuts. This man has you done saw, nothing to y'all. I've you saw memes. the picture. I've seen, I've seen memes. I mean, I, before I go into the one with Jared, let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Y'all trying to bash a man who fought dogs, but y'all had y'all star quarterbacks has a history of sexual assault. His history of sexual assault is more relevant than Mike Vick's dog fighting. And the thing about the thing with Mike Vick and the, you know the dog fighting is that. He wasn't actively a part of it. He just knew it was going on. It wasn't like he was out there putting the dogs in the pit to fight and then shooting them and killing them. He just knew what happened and, and you know, profited from it. And But yet, and it, you saw the picture that I posted in the Skybox group because you liked it that said yep. that, you know, Jared, you know, Jared is, is just playing guilty to uh, child pornography but no, but everybody still eats a subway. But yet, Michael Vick did, you know, bankroll off a of dog fighting almost a decade ago, and people still don't want that man to work. It seems like once again, an animal's life is valued more than a, um, the life of a human, 
And, I mean, it is what it is. But at the same time, look, that man paid his debt to society. That man went through hell and high water. That man spent years in Philly on a, you know, crappy-ass, you know, Philadelphia team and, and, you know, trying to get his career back going. And then he ended up in the, with the Jets where it was an even more crappy team. Now he's with a team that consistently competes for playoffs and championships every year. But instead of talking about, you know, having somebody that could be a good backup for Ben Roethlisberger if he ever goes down, they're talking about shit that he did that that happened freaking over a decade ago. Like, y'all got to let that shit go. I'm sorry. And I'm pretty sure I got friends that are listening that, you know, are big, that really, really hate Michael Vick with a passion because of what he did. But I'm just here to tell you guys, and I love y'all dearly, but let it the fuck go. It's time. It's been almost 10 years. It's time to let it go. The man is going to have a career whether y'all want it to happen or not. Let it go. Okay? He didn't kill any of y'all's dogs. He didn't kill any of y'all's critters, y'all animals. So he did nothing to y'all. So let it go. Like 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 they said on Frozen, let it go. And I'm not gonna sing the song because I cannot hit that high, I can't hit that note. But you get the idea. Let it go. I, I, I got you. I got you. I mean, move on with our lives, seriously. I mean, this man is just trying to play football while he still can. He's living out his dream. Leave him the fuck alone. He ain't doing shit to y'all, but trying to represent your franchise the best way he can as a player on your team. Oh, that man. is a fact, Jack. Oh, speaking of Subway, you do know they did drop Jared as their spokesperson, right? <laughs> yep. First, he was suspended. He was they suspended their partnership, but then as soon as it was. He was completely guilty to those charges. They said, uh, yeah, uh, your services are no longer needed or required. So uh, don't let the doorknob hit you on the ass on the way out. Holla. Uh, hey, you know what? I, mean, I don't much. blame him. I, I don't blame yeah, him. Yeah, because I mean, you know, shit. I mean, that's, 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 that's detrimental that's to that's them. A, shit. <laughs> that's a definitely detrimental to their business to have someone that is that has admitted through a plea that he's a pedophile. You don't want that yep. as you don't want something like that to represent your company because then you'll definitely lose business at that point. And I'll tell you something. Of course. Even though Jared I mean, was their spokesperson, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop going to Subway because I love their their Big Philly uh, cheesesteak sandwich. So I'm not going to stop going to Subway because Jared's <laughs> a pedophile. Fuck, I look like. <laughs> I'm still going to go. I mean, I get that some credit though. I mean. The- the pitches they had up with Jerry, they all of them was on. They, they so what they wasn't playing. I mean, at the end so, of the day, so they Hulk, they Hulk Hogan them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they Hulk, they they Hulk Hogan them. That too. They <laughs> water. Yep, pretty much. They they Chris Benoit Hulk Hogan him. Like as soon as that, that yeah, shit much. went down, they was like, they was like, Jared, who's Jared? <laughs> So, Never but, you know, but I mean, but I, but like I said, just you know, back to the to the original point is that the man paid his debt to society. Let him play football and all this other stuff. Let him alone. Let him do what he has to do, and just move on with your life. Because again, he did nothing to any of y'all in terms of your pets or your animals or anything like that. He did nothing. So stop acting like Not he. Stop acting like he did something to you. He did nothing to you at all. Nothing. So please move on. That's all I ask. Just please move on. You know, let that man play football. You know, because he still has some. He he still has some. He still has some some gas in the tank. Let him play. I mean, he still got the speed. Exactly. But I I actually do want to move on. Um, WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snucker. has been charged for the murder of 
his girlfriend from 1983. <laughs> so, As someone who studied law, you would think that they would have a statute of limitations for shit like that, but at the same time, it is murder, so I can understand. But, man, that is a shock to me that, you know, that that happened and that, you know, pretty much 22, what, almost 30, 32 years later, you know, they finally want to do something about it. I, I really don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Because, first off, 32 years is way too long to allow, you know, for sit, something like this to just sit around and not really be solved. And then all of a sudden you decide to solve it now. That's just, that's part one for me. You know, part two is that, you know, the Superfly has been such an inspirational and influential part of the wrestling business. You know, his iconic leap off the cage at Madison Square Garden uh, against uh, yep. Don Morocco. You know, his, his epic encounters that he's had. You know, he, he was one of the he was one of the twenty one one of the twenty two defeats of the Undertaker uh, during his you know at WrestleMania. You know, he's done a lot. So for this to come out, this really, you know, I got a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snooker next. If they haven't already done so, <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna happen. I mean, if, oh, they, if they Chris Benoit, if they Chris Benoit Hulk Hogan for saying N word and not saying it in a negative <laughs> way, I'm pretty sure they're going Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snooker for this because <laughs> murder is much worse. Oh, yep, that it is. Oh, it doesn't matter how old it is. Oh man! I just, what do we I just have don't left? Understand. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say I just don't understand how these, you know, these wrestlers, you know, they, I guess they felt that they've been entitled that they can do shit like this. And just, you know, they're above the law. So, I just, you know, I just don't understand it. They, they got to realize, all athletes need to realize they're not above the law. And that eventually, <sighs> that the law catches up with them. That it does. I mean, shoot, karma catches up with you. Very much so. Very much so. What do we got? What do we got left here? Since we still on our summer recap, ah, uh, NBA finals. We do have to talk about this because we didn't really talk about the finals before we uh, went off. So LeBron loses another championship. Here's, here's my thing, though. Why does every time this man loses, it's always the same excuse? He didn't have any help. If he didn't have any help, explain Miami. He lost two championships with two future Hall of Famers. With a team that had Mike Miller, that had Carlos Boozer, that had great role players, but they still managed to lose two. He comes home to Cleveland and... Carries the team back to the finals. Okay, I understand that Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt. But here's my thing. People overlook the fact that the Golden State Warriors are a 67-win team. They ranked first. Yeah, you don't get that way by accident. You don't get that way by accident. They ranked first in defense. And overall, they still had an overall bench. That was better than Cleveland. Let's look at the fact that their center, the big Russian guy, Rozov, Roz, whatever, Masov, well, I, can't, I can't pronounce the name. I don't even remember it for real. Game four, he drops 28 points. Guess what he did in, guess what he did in game five? Mm-hmm. He played nine minutes. How do you go from dropping 20, 28 to only playing nine minutes in the next game? Coaching mistake. Here's another coaching mistake. Out of the 12 players that you have on your roster, 
you only play eight in the NBA Finals. Eight. You cannot win. Eight. You cannot win with only eight players. Don't care who you playing. You do not win with two thirds of your team. <laughs> right. Everybody's talking about LeBron almost won it on his own. No. The Warriors isolated his team from him. Through that. To the point where LeBron got ran into the ground. So congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. First championship in over, what, 50 years, 60 years? Yep. Now we have baseball. <laughs> yep, baseball and yeah, baseball's getting you know getting down to the final stretch with playoffs and you know a lot of teams jockeying for position, trying to get to you know playing baseball in October. Where if you live in a northern, if you're a team in a northern city, you know a party you wants to play in October, then but then a party probably doesn't because then you have to deal with the cold weather of fall. But uh, I mean, it's it's, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have very, I have not paid that much attention to what's been going on in baseball recently. Um, part of you know, part of that is the fact that you know, with work and school and fatherhood, I haven't had a chance to really pay attention to to, to baseball. But um, you know, hopefully by next week's show, I'll be caught up on what's going on in the standings, who's doing what and where, and, you know, get everybody ready for, you know, the final push to the playoffs, and, you know, like I did last year and everything like that. But uh, this is usually the most exciting time of the year for, you know, baseball enthusiasts is that, you know, that final month where their your, their favorite teams are, you know, if their favorite teams are in playoff contention, every game counts. Every single game counts, yep. just like, you know, in the NFL where every game counts uh, from November going forward. In baseball, every game every game counts starting late August going into the playoffs. Every game is crucial in terms of trying to be make the playoffs, trying to make the uh, postseason and trying to become that World Series champion, trying to be that Cinderella story or trying to, you know, add on to that dynasty or anything like that. So, you know, next week I'll definitely, you know, have standing you know, information on the standings, who's leading what division and how many games back are their pursuers and who's looking at wild card and, you know, scenarios like that. True. Well, we actually almost out, we're almost out of time. Well, there you go. Uh, this has been something good, like very informative you know, this has been a good, informative, you know, first show of the season. Uh, you know, I'm definitely looking yeah, forward to. We are back. To, yeah, we we are back, and I'm looking forward to more of these, uh, in in you know for the season and going forward, and you know all the other shows that we have, you know, during this during this reboot. Yeah. Well. It's, yeah, this has been a great opener. Um, we will actually be back tomorrow with Mike Check. And for and you, those who follow you, Mike Check, we have a major announcement that will change the landscape of Mike Check forever. Please exactly. stay tuned. That's what I was about to, that's what I was about to say. You buy it. I, that's what I was about to say. I said, y'all better listen to Mike Check tomorrow because. Yeah, it's going to be off the chain, man. I can't wait. You know, me, you know, me, Chills, and the Bishop, we going to, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be legendary. But, yo, Skybox listeners, thank y'all for listening. Please remember, we do have a Facebook group. Two sides of the story presents the Skybox. I can follow us on Twitter, all the above. <laughs> but it's right. real, y'all. We are back. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Holla. Peace out.